Okay, hello and welcome everybody to a brand new episode of the Denalysis Fancy Football Podcast. I'm your host Dan and as always I'm joined by Natalie who's also an exceptional talent when it comes to theme songs. Thank you. you. (laughs) Um, Okay, so first off I just want to let you know you can catch us on Twitter at the Denalysis and you can also email us for feedback, questions, whatever the hell you want to say to us uh, at hello at the denalysis.com. Um, I guess we're going to look at game week two, have a little review of all the all the events that happened and have a look ahead to game week three as well and sort of the moves we're going to be making and I don't know, just to allay the concerns of, of many fantasy football players right now who are probably having a bit of a nightmare after not a crazy week, but there, there have been some big scorers and there have been some low scorers. So let's just jump right into it. Natalie, how did you do this week? Well... It's Sunday evening. Yeah. So there is still one game to go. But <laughs> thus far, I have accumulated a whopping <clears throat> 29 points. Whoa, shit. So I have now uh, surpassed yesterday's average. That's good. That's good. Because there it been... probably still is today's average at this point, unless they've added the bonus. Yeah, they have added the bonus. Oh, damn it. Today's average is only 42. Oh, okay. Damn. So I'm only <laughs> so you're still 13 points off, off. I've done worse. I've had worse weeks. So tell me where it went wrong and where it went right. Well, the problem is it hasn't really gone that wrong. Hmm. Like, I'm still fairly happy with my team overall. I think it's fine. I think this is the the thing with the start of the season is that you make a team that you think is well-balanced. Hmm. Um, but because no one's really into the swing of things yet, you just don't know how things are going to pan out. Yeah. So last week we both had good, like average. Yeah, we to had good just weeks. just above average, didn't we? But not um, like hundred points. It was like I think I had yeah. sixty six, you had seventy three. Seventy one, I think. Yeah. So yeah, we had like all right weeks last week. Yeah. So then to have a bad week this week, like I'm not overly concerned Hmm. like so I still have four to play Hmm. I couldn't have done any better with my team yeah like I would have had three extra points if I'd put the right bench lads on yeah and it's you know that's who gives a crap about three points like yeah like it's much of a muchness yeah so far I picked the right captain yeah um which is Benjamin Mendy (laughs) yes it is um yeah went for it I'm not mad about I'm in fact I'm very pleased with it yeah I yeah I wasn't brave enough to do something like that I I think if Mendy kept the clean sheet today that would have been when I would have been like oh damn Mm. um but I've still got Mo Salah to play so I'm currently on 32 and I have three to play so what did you have four four left to play so I've got three more points than you and I have one less player to play. But I do but have Salah captain. captain. So it's kind um, of like you have four to play. Yeah, exactly. And I'm really I'm really relying on Salah to kind of save my game week. So I had Mendy as well, but not captain. And I mm-hmm. think he's been a, a superstar in both of our teams. And at this point, I see no reason why you should not have him nailed in your team. Yeah. Especially when he's keeping up quite comfortably with Alonso, who's more expensive. Yes. I've got Robertson, Salah... And Cater left to play. Cater's kind of a differential for me. Did have Arnautovic, who scored and got two bonus, which was nice. That's nice. Um, but I guess and like... also James Madison, who who came away with oh, nine. Yeah. Mares and Iheanacho were mm. the real letdowns for me, and Aubameyang actually. Should we talk about our transfers now? We'll go through that quickly because I've already made two. Okay, Do you want to guess? Yes, I really want to guess what they are. <laughs> okay, so I reckon you have you've got rid of Mares. And you've also got rid of Hudson Adoy. No, why would you do that? Because you need money. <laughs> you got one, right? Most. Yeah. So the other one's Ben Me. Okay. So you've gone for David Silver mm-hmm. instead of He's Morris. 8.4. He dropped in yes. price after not playing for the first week. And yes. I thought, I'm dealing on it now. <laughs> I'm not waiting. Mm. Okay. And I don't know who you would have got in for me. Ultimately, I looked at Burnley's fixtures and I considered the Europa League status. The Europa League is killing them, I think. And I also considered the Joe Hart status. Because me is five, Yeah. I was going to switch out Fabianski for Hart. Huh. 
and then and downgrade me to someone else. It'd just be too short term, I think, because if Heaton gets fit again, I think he goes straight back yeah, in. Yeah, I think Heaton is fit. Oh, really? Um, he's been on the bench every game. Oh, right. Um, so obviously, if he has to play, he can. Yeah. So I think he is fit, but... Sean is just playing heart. Yeah, and that's what heart. he does, isn't it? Like, we've yeah. talked about this before, where he keeps in the player that he thinks is best in that moment, and if Joe Hart is playing brilliantly and keeping clean sheets, then he has no reason to drop him. Um, then I, no, I've no idea who you would have gone for. I went for Pereira. Ricardo Pereira. <sighs> too Lester, many Pereiras! So we'll get onto him a bit later, but I just thought he was excellent this week, and he was excellent against Man United as well. And I'm loving just having a team full of attacking fullbacks. You are also making two transfers, right? Mm-hmm. So we both, none of these are point hits. We saved Yeah. Uh, we saved on the first week. Do you want me to guess? Yeah. Right, okay. I need well, to look I'm, at your like, I, So I had two, two different channels. That Before today, I worked out, so I was going to do two this week, one next week, one the week after. Yeah. And essentially I was going to get rid of Tosin... Mares, Jota, and Milivojevic. Yeah. And I was going to get in Ings, Sterling, Richarlison, and um, Fraser. Hmm. And that was, that was it. That was your plan, yeah. With Sterling not playing today, I thought, I can't waste 11 million hmm. on a man who isn't going to play a game. Yeah, no, I agree. Like, it's so much money. Seeing that makes that a very questionable investment. <laughs> yeah. So I've literally torn that up. So I know what one of them is. Okay. Aubameyang to Aguero. Yeah. Okay, so you're getting Aguero in yeah, and you're I getting rid was... of Jota. No. Oh. Oh, you're getting rid of Mahrez. Yeah. Because he's too expensive. Exactly. Um... You're downgrading to... There's no way it's a Man United player. Correct. I reckon... Is it a City player? No. No, okay. Because I've got... Because I'll have Aguero. Arsenal? Yeah. Mkhitaryan? Yes. Right, okay. I think I, that's a good shout. I think so too. Because I don't... I don't want to make any of these moves. Hmm. But Mahrez is a problem. So my thinking is, I need a City player... I need a City attacker. Yeah. Who isn't Benjamin Mendy. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the most sane thing to do seems to go for Aguero. Yeah, I, I think I'd agree with that. But I'm not happy about getting rid of Aubameyang. Yeah. Because I didn't get him in to play for those two games that Arsenal yeah, just played. Exactly. Like, that wasn't the idea, that wasn't the thinking at all. Exactly. So I don't want to get rid of him, but I feel like I, I'm pushed, I'm backed into a corner and I don't really have much choice. Um, because I wasn't going to get rid of him. Yeah. Before today, I wasn't. Yeah. Um, and I didn't really want to get rid of Tyson either. Yeah. But it's just I needed money, I needed to free up money. Yeah. On that previous plan. Yeah. Uh, so the first game we're going to talk about is the Man City game, mm. which was a big win for many uh, many FPL managers yeah. around the world. Like if you have Aguero and you captain and you Aguero, ca- yeah, well done. Congrats. And I will hold my hands up and accept defeat in this one because I was I was fairly convinced that Huddersfield would keep it to a low score. I was too. That City would win, but it would be two three nil, not six yeah. one. Yeah. Um, and also, I'm pretty sure Man City won my clean sheet cup. Yeah, Man City won 6-1, an Aguero hat-trick and an, an assist. assist. Yeah, just to rub it in. The assist, just to rub it in. Uh, so yeah, we had Aguero with the hat-trick, we had Jesus come up with a goal, had Mendy with the double assist, which was fantastic. A lot of debate over uh, over which assist was which, which one counted, blah blah. And some absolute chaos from the uh, FPL official Twitter account. Yeah. No clean sheet no. For, for Man City. Which was um, disappointing if you have Edison or Mendy, but I guess they both assisted, so the fine. The annoying thing is that people only would have had medis- uh, medicine. <laughs> yes. Okay. And yeah, and they both got assists. Yeah. So it's like you didn't lose everything. Yeah, exactly. So it's quite frustrating, actually. They did, uh, Huddersfield did manage to pull a goal back, but they basically sat deep for the yeah. majority of this game. One of the things I thought about City was that they played... They played a bunch of midfielders, essentially, and two, two strikers. Obviously, Sterling, Sane, um, even Kyle Walker missing out on the lineup. Essentially, I thought the reason for this was just because City knew they were going to try and defend for 90 minutes, so they decided to put on loads of good ball-playing players and just uh, overload constantly. And it seemed to work because they got six goals. 
But I wouldn't expect this to be the sort of lineup they play every week. I'd hope not. Um, especially as they're coming up next week against Wolves, who are a more attacking team. I would expect them to be more focused on having guys like uh, Walker and Mendy to stop the counter-attack, because I think Wolves have the players to, to go on a quick break. Uh, but yeah, all in all, I think Mendy's basically made himself all, all but essential. Crucial. I hate to say essential. Yep, crucial. Um, Edison looked really good despite the goal. Aguero, the question is, you've missed his hat-trick now. If you don't have him, do you, do you bring him in? I thought this podcast would clear this up for me. Hmm. And it's actually just giving me more of a headache. Yeah. Um, yeah, Pep Guardiola, after the, the match, was talking about Aguero and just being so fit and so sharp. Aguero <laughs> he's, is he's so, so fit. fit. <laughs> yeah, Pep said he was really fit and sharp and he's never seen him like that before. I think the the question about whether or not Aguero is nailed on, you can kind of put to bed for a little, uh, probably about six weeks until Aguero starts looking not motivated right, or good. something goes wrong. <laughs> yep. So yeah, you got you got a little time. Uh, do you have anything to to say about the rest of the guys? What would you expect the midfield to be next week? Who would you expect to start? So against Wolves, yeah. I think it'd be you have Gundogan and Silva mm-hmm. as the central players. Um, David Silva. Yeah, David Silva. I think it will go back to a four at the back, similar to what he played against um, Arsenal in the first game. So it'll be Mendy, Walker, Laporte, and Stones, Stones. and it'd be Gundogan, Silva, uh, Bernardo Silva, probably Sterling, and Aguero, and someone. I d- I don't know how many players I've listed now. Was that 10? Yeah. If it was, then good. I think, yeah, I think the players likely to miss out are going to be Sane and Mares. Okay. Quick uh, mention for David Silver, actually. He only got... He scored a goal from a free kick. Yeah. Nothing else. I think he got a bonus point because he's I just David Silver. That's how he rolls. Yeah. He's very good. Like, even before his goal, he was in the bonus. I think ahead of Mendy, actually. Mm-hmm. And uh, he just... It's his passing. It's so good. And he creates a lot of chances. So I think he's quite good for a, a bonus point magnet sort of guy, if you mm. like that kind of thing. Uh, so let's move on to the unfortunate loss for Arsenal against mm. Chelsea at Stamford Bridge. For the first time in, well, God knows how many years. I don't even know when the last time is they scored two at Stamford Bridge. But certainly before 2013, because we scored as many as we've scored in the last five years in this one game. Oh, congrats. Uh, so that was good. That was good. Good show of character. Um, Pedro popped up with a goal. Yeah. Two goals in two games. Yeah. Good start. Good yeah. price. Yeah. So yeah, I think Pedro's a good pick at the moment. Cheap. Six point five, very cheap. Just yeah. get him in. Get him in and be done with it. So, Same yeah. price as Alonso, but in midfield. And I think that's awesome, isn't it? Yeah. Like it's, having someone that cheap who's scoring goals in midfield. It's quite annoying the whole Alonso thing. So he played well. The question I'd have is just under sorry how many clean sheets Chelsea are gonna keep. Mm. Because I don't think... Well, he's certainly not a defensive manager. Right. So the question is, is he going to keep up this assist and goal record that he has in the first two games? I don't know. I don't, I don't know the answer to that. But he's going to rise in price. And I think you've got Mendy, Robertson, great 6.0 options. Uh, arguably Trippier as well, if you fancy fancy that. So it's kind of a hard sell to me. He, he just feels a little bit too expensive when you've got other options who I think have better defences overall but yeah he, he had another good game Hazard looked really good when he came off the bench um Morata did manage to score a goal which was just shocking shookening congratulations to Morata I guess that's all we can say mm. well done sir you did yourself proud you did the job you're paid to do yep and Hazard will soon replace you and <laughs> none of it will matter uh, yeah Arsenal had a brilliant spell of about 25 minutes in the first half where they just completely dominated Chelsea after the first 20 minutes of looking very, very scared and like they were about to concede eight. So we saw kind of signs of, of Emery's tactics starting to work. Mkhitaryan must have found himself in just so much space on the right-hand side, good three, four, five times in the towards the end of that first half. And that's actually where the goal came from in the end. Um... The Awobi goal, that was the second goal. But he also scored a goal himself. And it was very good. Very good. I thought he looked... 
I don't know, there was a, a certain element of character to this Arsenal team that maybe you haven't seen in the past when they play Chelsea away. And just little hints of them getting a little bit better. And Mkhitaryan at 7.0 could be a very strong pick considering their fixtures get much, much better from mm-hmm. here on in. Uh, last thing I want to mention is just in general, the commentators just infuriating me in this game, just oh. constantly banging on the narrative about, oh, why aren't Arsenal brilliant yet? What has he been doing the last two months or whatever? Like, they've had years of Wenger, they've had years of decline, and it's like Hoddle expects them to turn the entire defence around in a couple of months. It just doesn't happen. Like, there's clearly some residual sort of, like, mentality issues there with Arsenal where they have this habit of missing a chance and then it immediately goes down the other end and they concede. So much so that that happened twice in this game. Yeah. And, And... I think they just need to get over that mental hurdle. You'll start to see them in the coming weeks, hopefully, scoring those chances and being more ruthless. And I think that's where players like Aubameyang, Mkhitaryan will start to look, maybe even Ozil, will start to look more impressive. And you'll think about wanting to get them in, in your team. Yeah. But I do think their fixtures get a lot better now. We might see a different Arsenal. And hopefully, when we have to face Liverpool, we'll be good by that point. Yeah. And we'll give them a game. Right, so let's move on to the other North London boys, Spurs, yeah. 3-1 win. I have some uh, some hot takes. <sighs> Hit me with them. Okay, so the first one is that the Spurs home kit hmm. um, makes it, this is a very important hot take. Um, <laughs> it makes, it's, it's so hot, it's burning my hands. Yes, yeah, the fade on the t-shirt that goes into the blue that's the same colour as the shorts makes it look like the players have their t-shirts tucked into their shorts. Oh. And it looks really <laughs> stupid. And clearly no one did, like, some sort of long... No one considered they were shorts as well. No, yeah, that. And no one considered, like, a long-range test of, right. like, what the kit actually looked like. Um, so that's amusing. If you missed it, um, go back and look at it. Yep. Or look next time they're playing that home kit in whichever... Just just go- go- Google it, eye it. Yeah, I don't think it works. If you, if you see it up close, you can see where the T-shirt is and where the shorts hmm. start. But from afar... Which is usually when you're like in a football ground, you're yeah. watching from a distance, aren't yeah, you? Exactly. Yeah, exactly. So that's, that's, that's... That's an interesting take. You're very welcome. Um, Fabry, Fulham's goalkeeper, absolutely nuts. Yep. Uh, don't know what he's playing at. Don't go near him. <laughs> no, he seems like he just doesn't need to defend that goal. He's just going to do his own thing. My take generally on the actual football hmm. um, was that Spurs seemed to make... So they did with Newcastle last week and with Fulham kind of make these sides um they make Spurs them look, look give them good. a chance yeah they to get of, in like, exactly yeah they make them look like they want to play the football well yeah, they, they give them encouragement essentially so Spurs when you're playing them uh we, we've seen it with Newcastle and seen it with Fulham this week is they don't look impenetrable defensively mm. they these teams can create chances against them and can come really close and create good chances as well. It's not just like the the Burnley chances you create, you know, where you're shooting from 30 yards out. Yeah. It's like they do seem to, to have trouble defensively. And we mentioned this on, on previous podcasts, even dating back to last year, that Spurs just seem to drop a goal a game quite casually. Yeah. Which makes their defence, um, from a fantasy league perspective, quite a hard sell. Yeah. Uh, and I think they've continued that. I mean, Pochettino, after the match, was quite frank about it as well. Like, Has Pochettino lost weight? Possibly. He, he does fresh. It, he does it good. Yeah. I hadn't noticed it until you said it, but I, no, I do feel I like there was a No, I it last week as well, and I didn't know what to do with myself. Well, that's that's a, a take that I really care anyway, about. Anyway, he was saying... <laughs> yeah, no, he, he was saying that he was, he was very happy with the result, obviously, in the way the team played, but mm. also thought that they gave away a lot of chances and, and didn't look solid defensively yeah. and I, I think it was kind of good you know I'm not a Spurs fan by any stretch of the imagination but it was good to hear him actually acknowledge that because they did seem a bit open and I think they do need to fix that if they're gonna launch like a, a significant challenge to the likes of Liverpool and, and Man City this year yeah um Trippier little shout out for him 6.0 mm. is he gonna start every game that's the biggest question because Obviously, Aurier, he exists. Uh, Pochettino has previous for rotating his fullbacks quite frequently. Yeah. And 
I mean, he was essentially the difference on this day because he scored the free kick that put them in the lead. And it wasn't like they were creating chance after chance and absolutely destroying Fulham. Yeah. So um, I imagine he'll keep his place considering how he's played the last two years. But I'd just be a little bit worried purely because they do seem to concede too frequently for my liking. Yeah. And their fixtures on, they're not bad, but they're also not brilliant. And they play Man United next. I guess that's a guaranteed win, so who am I to, to judge? Yeah. Um, Lucas Moura scored a mental goal. He missed about five like decent chances and then just scored a long shot with his weak foot. Whatever works. You, <laughs> which I quite, I quite like. I like that he misses the easy ones. So is he playing instead of Son? Yeah, yeah. So I, I don't know if maybe Lamella comes in at some point and replaces him or, or something like that. But, right. But I think that Moura would be nailed for the near future. 7.0, I, I think there's better value in other players in that range, really. Sure. But he, he'd look decent, he just needs to score chances. Um, the elephant in the room? Gone. Harry Kane. Oh, Harry. What have you done to us? First goal in 15 games uh, in August. Yep, he's finally done it. So... So what do we have to say about it? Absolutely nothing. 12.5 is too much money for him right now. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah. The statistical anomaly, it's funny. It was good. It was fun while it lasted. Yeah. And, you know, maybe that's all it was, a statistical anomaly. Yeah. But I think there is something to him not looking as sharp as he does after he's played a few games. Yeah. And at 12.5, it's so hard. It's so hard to fit him in your team. Yeah. Because you have to forego, unless you're going for him instead of Salah, you're kind of screwed. Like, Aubameyang and Aguero at 11, so much more friendly price tags because they allow you to get that extra 6.5. Yeah. And I think that's the hardest thing about Kane is it kind of has to be him or Salah or both and the rest of your team takes quite a hit. Yeah. And I don't think you're ever going to win Fantasy League by just having Kane and Salah and a shit team. Yeah. <laughs> Outside also, of that. Um, that bit where he tried to get a penalty was oh, absolutely God, it was ridiculous. So um, I laughed out loud. He looked stupid. That was funny. Um, Fulham, Mitrovic got his first goal in the Premier League for he did. Fulham. Absolutely lovely. What is he? Crucial. Oh, okay. Absolutely right. crucial. Not essential, crucial. Crucial. Um, yeah, I'm really hyped for Mitrovic. I'm happy to have him in my team. Good um, price, good yeah, player. At 6.5. I don't think. I, yeah, I think I'm going to struggle not to n- want to play him every week. Yeah. I because, think he's a good player to play every week if you have him. Because I almost didn't put him in this week. Mm. Um, and it was a last-minute change. Like, literally about 11.21, yeah. I made the switch, put him in over Cabasele and paid off. You did off. the right thing. Yeah. Um, I ju- yeah, I just thought he could do it. And Sessegnon with his first Premier League assist. Yeah. Still... Just a little bit of an underwhelming start for him so far. Um, and if you got Mitrovic up front for 6.5, surely he's the one you got to go for, right? Yeah. I've been a little bit disappointed by Kenny, but yeah, Mitrovic, good player. I just want to see him and Fulham play against teams more at their sort of level. Right. Um, and see how they do. Because sure. I think Palace was a tough game, experienced Premier League team with an experienced manager and some very good players. And Spurs, obviously, top six team. Yeah. And have been very good the last few years, so... It'll be interesting to see how they do against teams more in the mid table area. Mm. But I am interested in them, certainly. Brighton versus Man United. Now, this was a game. A real game of football. And was horrifically concerned at nil-nil that one of their key men in a defensive stance mm. had had to come They off. might just lose all of a sudden. Lose their call. Not a chance. Not a chance. Yeah, Brighton were absolutely incredible. I can't believe that this is the same side that lost to Watford last week. Because they looked shocking last hmm. week. They were terrible. They were messy. They were confused. They didn't know what was going on. Even Hewton came out after the game sounding very downbeat and disappointed yeah. and being like, I don't really know why they didn't play. They didn't play with the desire. They didn't look like they wanted it, etc. Et God knows what he said to them, but it worked. It blooming did. And they... Everyone was just running about the pitch like crazy. It was they were playing the high press, playing like a, a top six team, just constantly running around, mm. trying to win the ball back high up the pitch, and they were forcing Man United into so many mistakes. Yeah, and you saw top players, even Pogba. Pogba lost the ball probably five, six, seven times, just being put under pressure. 
and he's one of the the best players in the league at, at being able to hold the ball under pressure. Yeah. So I thought it was really really impressive from them. I thought Montoya was brilliant, their new right back, uh, who's come from Valencia and previously Barcelona. He looked amazing. He looked really really comfortable on the ball. Whenever he was under pressure, he would just pick it up, dribble with it for a bit, and and seemed. I think the team in general seemed very comfortable with picking a pass rather than just clearing it when they got it back. Yeah. And they were playing around Man United's pressing with, with consummate ease. It was kind of crazy when you think about who this team are yeah. and who they were last last season. Yeah. Um, I thought Knockart was incredible. Yeah. He was so good. And yeah, he only came away with one assist, but he was so great across the pitch he was key in the running as well like yeah. he was one of the main men chasing every ball down mm. and also when they picked the ball up deep he was running beyond the man united defenders like trying to get the long ball and, and trying to give that option yeah so i thought he worked really hard and and was a key point a key part of that um and duffy was really good as well got his first goal so he didn't get a goal last year i don't I think i think that's right yeah i think you probably are all right it, him and Dunk both had ridiculous, like, XG, but just didn't yeah. actually score. <laughs> so I really guessed for him. It did really well until the penalty at the end, which was a shame, but is what it was. Man United, on the other hand, absolutely terrible. So trash. And considering Jose Mourinho's in his third year, they don't really seem to have improved. In fact, they seem to have regressed because he's just fighting with everyone. Yeah, and both of the goals as well were kind of... Fluky, like the first one was just Shaw doing some mad shit. Yeah. And it ended up with Lukaku. Lukaku <laughs> sticking it in the goal. Um, it was a good finish from Lukaku, but yeah, it was it was a little bit fortunate. And the second one was a penalty. Yeah. And it was in the like 90, 94th minute. Yeah. And uh, it, was, it was strange. I kind of don't want to get too bogged down in it, but I kind of felt like it wasn't a penalty. Like I felt like I didn't see any connection. But I do need to see that back because I only saw it when the game was on a few hours ago. And uh, yeah, it, it might have actually been a penalty and I'm just wrong. Didn't matter in the end. They still bloody won it, didn't they? Yeah. The only um, thing I did have yes. that I was worried about was I have Ryan on the bench. And I was like, please don't save it, Ryan. Oof. You'll ruin everything for me. Yeah, I did. I really hoped he would save it just because I think he's a great man. Yeah, he, oh, he is. He, he did um, play well as well, but he only yeah. had to make one save yeah. in the entire game. I suppose that tells you all you need to know about yeah. United. So we wouldn't recommend getting any players from either of these teams in. United because obviously they look awful. And Brighton because their fixtures aren't particularly pleasant. Yeah. And obviously if they can play like this, that's great. So if you have one or you want to get one in, that's absolutely fine. Hmm. But logically, based on their fixtures, it's not the best time. And also their scorers. So they had Duffy, um, Gross from a penalty... And Murray and did. Murray. Murray's goal. Murray only had one touch in Man United's box the entire game. Yeah, but and that it was, was very good. Yeah. But that's <laughs> that's it, right? Like, I think sometimes you can look at those stats and they can tell two different stories. One, they can tell the story of an expert poacher who knows exactly where yeah. to be at all times. The other one is they can tell the story of a player who was not very involved in the game and it's not actually very good, but... I'm a bit wasn't... surprised by that, because I felt like he was better than that. Oh, yeah, no, I, I'm not saying that this is Murray. I'm saying that... No, 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 but I'm surprised that he only did have one... Oh, right, okay, touch in the... yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, he did have touches, just not, just not in the opposition box. The... Yeah. yeah. For Brighton, I was very impressed, and also that they kept the intensity up for the majority of the game. Yeah. There were moments where they dropped back, and they just kind of let Man United have the ball. Yeah. But when they did press, it was so effective, and they were making... Making Man United make so many mistakes. Um, the one thing I would say is, yeah, look out for the likes of Knockout because Hutton has said that he wants him to score more goals yeah. and to get more assists. Mm -hmm. And I also think Brighton have a lot of new signings to come into the team. Yeah, yeah, I agree with you. Like they should, they shouldn't be on your radar just yet as as players to get in because I just don't think they do score that many, or they don't have like the one player who scores yeah. all the goals. But there could come a point where we actually realise they're quite good. Mm. And I think that could be coming. Yeah. It feels good for uh, for Brighton right now. Yeah. Right, moving on to Everton versus Southampton. Yes. 2-1 win. Uh, Marco Silva got his first win in the job, home win. And Walcott looked fantastic. Yeah. A good 6.5 option emerges. Yes. Um, 
So an extra headache for everyone whose head wasn't already aching. Yep. Is now the Walcott versus Richarlison dilemma. Yeah. Of you probably don't want both of them because that's just a bit much. Yeah. If you already have Richarlison, oh, you don't just, need to mess around. Don't yeah. worry about it. But, but if you're on, in our position, it's a tough one because it's like, yeah. ah, Walcott looked really good, but there's just one game. If everyone owns Richarlison, if it turns out that Richarlison is the best option and he's the one scoring every game, you're going to be a bit pissed if you got Walcott after scoring in one game yeah. and he doesn't keep it up. Um, so the only doubt I'd have surrounding Everton is their good fixtures do seem to dry up in a couple of weeks' time. And I feel like now is maybe not the best time to be looking at them because I always want to make a transfer that's going to last me at least sort of four or five weeks. So I'm not having to waste more transfers to then fix that in the future. I want to be able to have constantly yeah. be making positive moves. Yeah. I think next week is is the sort of litmus test for me where we'll see if Walcott's great performance was just that. A one-off. Yeah. Or if he's actually improving. And mm. I do think the individual coaching that y- you get from a guy like Marco Silva is probably going to benefit him a lot. Mm-hmm. And it looks like the main threat is coming through those two players. On the other hand, Ings at 5.5. Yeah. Looks a good option. But can Southampton score the goals to justify it? Yes. <laughs> okay. They can. I'm sold. And they will, I think... Um, <laughs> don't say I think just probably. say I, I, I hope yeah I think um, I did think last week as well with the Burnley game that Lamina did look good yeah so he's a quality player I was happy and glad to see that he got the assist uh, for this Ings goal as well I think both of them are essentially the key the key lads for Southampton doing goals hmm. Ward Prowse with his nice little start as well yeah it's always nice to see him play isn't big it big fan of Ward Prowse yeah he's a good player good guy yeah, I just want to see Southampton actually be good because it seems um, like so long since they've actually been a worthwhile team. I think this could be the season. I'm really hyped for Rings mm. in this uh, this team. I'm going to get him in eventually somehow when I do a thing. Yeah. Was a little disappointed with McCarthy conceding two, but Everton's goals were... They were clinical. They Walcott's won, he got a touch to it, but... They completely caught out the defence with that that free kick, mm-hmm. which actually is another thing about Silva. He is one of those managers who's very keen on the small details. Didn't he only say that they'd they'd done it the day before? Quite possibly. I think that was him. I think it was that free That's... kick because it was so weird. Yeah. And he was like, "Yeah, we uh, we did it in training yesterday." Yeah. And H- I was him like, and uh... Sari are two coaches that <laughs> okay. that are somewhat known for like putting a lot of work in set pieces mm. and, like, tricky set pieces like that that, yeah. that catch you out. The thing with that one is, though, it's like, well, now everyone's seen it, can you do it again? Mm. Probably in about six months. Right. But the point is you have, like... Uh, so I think the thing with Maurizio Sarri was he had he makes oh. his players learn, like, 25 different routines in the yeah, weeks to so come. Yeah, so I was talking about Southampton defensively. Oh, OK. That's how we get onto this. With Maca- I was disappointed with McCarthy's yeah. uh, two, two conceded goals, but weren't his fault necessarily um so i'm still back in mccarthy as a man vestergaard however was unwell for this uh this game which is unfortunate a little bit of illness and i'd say that probably hindered southampton a fair bit because he was so good last week yeah um so leicester <laughs> leicester played wolves and unlike their match last week where they're a little bit unlucky to walk away losing to man united yeah they were quite lucky to walk away with a win in this one uh, purely because the goals were just pure, pure, Nonsense. the purest of luck. Yeah. Um, so the first one in particular, the Doherty own goal. Is Doherty this season's Lewis Dunk? Well, we're going to find out, aren't we? Yes. Hopefully. Good. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so he's got one, one to his tally. What did Dunk get last year? Five? Three? Five? I don't oh, know. I don't know. I, boy alone. I think it was only three. Four own goals. Yeah. So That's it was a lot, in the middle. It? The answer's always somewhere in the middle. I didn't even realise it was that many. But no, Leicester walked away with a 2-0 win. Uh, I think Wolves kind of started the game really well. They hit the post a bunch of times. Um, and then Leicester scored with the hilarious own goal. Mm. Because that's how it goes sometimes. And uh, Madison also picked up his first goal for Leicester in this, this match. Was similarly a little bit lucky. He took a shot. It was going on target. Uh, flicked off the heel of the defender and just kind of wrong fit the keeper. But all in all, I thought after that, after the first goal... Leicester really kind of picked it up and were the better team. Uh, there were still moments, I think Wolves hit the post again quite late on with a 
pretty spectacular long shot. Um, but they never really threatened in a big way. And I wonder if we're going to see a bit more of that from Wolves. They've got City next week. doesn't get much easier for them. wonder if they just need to get over that hurdle of actually making those de- decisive moments count because they've kind of had that twice now where they've just conceded goals and not been able to, to... I don't know, I guess they did draw against Everton. So they did kind of get something out of it, but... Are Wolves like this weird force? <laughs> I where like where this is going. Every team who plays against them gets a player sent off. Oh. Holy. <laughs> Holy moly. Because yeah. at first I was ready to drive the red card narrative at Pawson. Mm. I was so hyped for it. I was like, man, Pawson, he's just going to give out a red card every week. We have to check which games he's refereeing. But maybe it was Wolves. But maybe lot. it's. Or maybe it's both of them. Maybe it's a Pawson both and Both of them Wolves together. They combine. Conspiracy. They they combine to make this unstoppable... Red card force. Red card machine. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Well, that's what happened to Vardy anyway. And I, I, it's the only explanation for why you go in for a ridiculous challenge like that when mm. you're 2-0 up, I guess. But instead of Vardy, you can now have... Ian Acho. Coming at you. Coming at you. It's the boy. Oh, he wasn't coming at us. He wasn't, unfortunately. He was having to do a lot of defending because they were a man light. But yeah, I do think Ian Acho for the next three weeks or so could turn out to be a decent option because Leicester's fixtures are fairly decent. Um, they've, they've, you know, they haven't looked like the best freaking team ever, but I think they've looked decent. And I think Madison slotted right in quite comfortably. Uh, so they, they play Southampton next, which at this current time I feel like is a good fixture. Yeah, it could go either way. Yeah, they have Liverpool after that, which, yeah, isn't the best. Then they have a run of Bournemouth, Huddersfield, Newcastle, Everton. So there's some compelling fixtures there, I think. Mm. And maybe Iheanacho for two of those, if you if you need to downgrade someone more expensive, could be a good guy to sort of slot in there. But then I would maybe, you know, I already have him, so it's kind of worked out well for me. But you would maybe worry about not uh, not wanting to transfer someone in just for three weeks. Yeah, for sure. But if he does do well, that could be the instance where you're like, oh, okay, he's scoring goals. He's He might actually stay in the team mm. after Vardy comes back. Uh, so, yeah, he's he's kind of an interesting one. Madison was brilliant. Um, I think he's a really good, good shout at 6.5. Obviously, Richarlison gone up a little bit is still the the kind of main man in that price range but I do think Madison is going to be the one that everything creative goes through um Pereira at 5.0 is was excellent this game obviously got the assist and I think he got the full bonus points as well got clean oh, clean, clean sheet as well yeah so he did brilliantly um he was very very good in attack as well as defense and was making a lot of tackles which works quite well in your favour in the bonus points system. The question is essentially just, can Leicester keep up mm. the clean sheet hype? Because yeah. they can't usually. <laughs> uh, Jimenez is another one I want to shout out quickly. Yeah, Decent game. We just need to see if he can get the numbers. And I'm not willing to jump for him just yet, but 5.5 could emerge. And Jota, I'd definitely want rid of him at this point. <laughs> so West Ham lost again. And... You know, I have a lot to say about this. Go on. Hit us. Arnautovic scored. That was good. Yeah. Had a good game. Yeah. Quite selfish, though. Oh. But that's good for FPL, for the most part. Like, that to me, that's just Arnautovic. Like, yeah, he's, he wants the goal. He's goals. a single-minded sort of player. But he, yeah, he's good. Um, 7.0. Yeah. Hasn't set the world on fire just yet. Had a good game. I think there were moments where he could have laid it to, to another player... They could have ended up with another goal. Um, I'm a little bit unsure about West Ham at the moment. Because I think West Ham, he is their best player. Mm-hmm. Their best attacking player. Yeah. And he regularly looks very good. But the problem I have when watching West Ham is that they don't seem to create enough chances. Right. And it tends to come down to him having like a moment of brilliance. And it's quite frustrating if you're watching it from an FPL perspective. Mm. Compare it to Man City. You're like, they could score a goal at any second of this game and yeah. I just won't know what's hit me. You're watching West Ham, you're like, oh God, oh no, oh, it's <laughs> awful. And it's just so hard to watch. 
they, I mean, they should they should improve as the season goes on because they've got a decent manager, um, but they really need to sort out the midfield. I, I mean, I could talk about this through the the Wilson lens, right? Because Wilson scored, yeah. So he he basically went on a run, ran around five players, and took a really tame shot with his left foot, and Fabianski let through his legs. You don't remember it, do you? Not at all. Well, clearly wasn't that great, was it? <laughs> no. Okay, so my my issue with this, Wilson picks up the goal in the mid midfield, essentially. Right. Like in their half. Because I think that's what, like, I was shook that Steve Cook had got the bars, had got the, <laughs> <laughs> got the goal. That's so uh, I'm sorry, I'd got the assist. Um, but... Yeah, so because I was, he just passed it to him. Yeah, yeah, so that's yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, so he picks up in midfield and there are five five West Ham players around him. I think there's Noble just like behind him and there's four defenders across the back line. Mm-hmm. He just starts running and Noble just kind of jogs behind him. And of those five players, only two of them try to make a tackle. Right. The rest of them just kind of run alongside. <laughs> and by the time the second tackle comes in, like he's on the edge of their box and he just knocks it past him and he's shooting and Fabianski really should have done better. I think he should have saved it. But at the same time, he didn't get much protection there. Like if, yeah. if you're going to let one player... And Wilson isn't... He isn't Thierry Henry. Like <laughs> that wasn't... It wasn't impeccable skill. It yeah. was just like the lack of desire from the West Ham players to actually challenge him yeah. was really bad. And I think the fundamental issue is that West Ham, their midfield is just not right. Like, Wilshire and Noble do not defend. Uh, Noble was playing a lot deeper, but the amount of times I saw Wilshire just hanging out, like, halfway down the pitch, and Noble was the only midfielder there, it was quite hard to watch, Mm. in that they just give no protection in the middle. So, what do you expect? Like, if you're going to allow the opposition so much time and space, they're going to cut through you eventually. And I really think they need to sort that out because they're just going to keep getting beaten if they don't. Um, the goal from the set piece, I mean, goals from set pieces happen. The defending was probably bad. I didn't pick out anything specific. But I do think, more than anything, this raises a good case for Arsenal players next week. Because if West Ham continue to defend like this, against better players, they are going to get absolutely hammered again. Yeah. The hammer's getting hammered. Uh, Bournemouth... We do have, we want to do we want to respect them? It, as that, the late Aretha Franklin greatly said, mm, "Arius PECT." I think we're going to have to show it to Bournemouth. To me. <laughs> um, oh yeah, she did say that. She didn't actually she? said that. She said Arius PECT mainly aimed at AFC Bournemouth <laughs> because they're my favourite football club. Yeah, we're going to have to we're going to have to look at them somewhere. Yeah. Uh, do you, so the question is. Fantasy league prospects. Are there any that you'd you'd so, recommend or you want? I think I mentioned this at the start, but I've actually no idea. But yeah. I did look at Fraser. He's only five million. Yeah. Okay. He is probably the best five million option. And actually. on set pieces, and I didn't realise that. And he was the lad last week. Maybe he's five point five, and I can afford him. Hmm. But he's not more than that. Five point five. Sorry. Right. Okay. So he's a bit bad. But still, very affordable. Yeah. Um. So he was the one last week who said that he wanted to do goals, right? Yeah, he was the one who said he wanted to score 10 goals this season. Yeah, well, all right, mate. Well, you're going for it, aren't you? Yeah. With a nice little free kick here. Um, sorry, it wasn't a free kick. It was he a corner. Assist, and wanted he? a corner. Yeah. <laughs> wanted the word corner. It just didn't come out. So with a nice little corner there, you know, doing this, doing that, I'm into it. Um, Wilson, I think, as well, at six million. I didn't realise he was only six. Hmm. I guess I thought he was seven. I don't know. But I think at six, he's not a bad It's a good choice. price, yeah. Um, Considering I was repping Ian Acho, like, yeah. he, he's got a similar price, uh, good returns in the first two games. Yeah, I reckon Wilson's better than Ian Acho. I'm still happier to keep Mitrovic. Hmm. But, you know, he's there. Yeah, what are their fixtures like? Because that's the only thing... I, I assume look at they're all right, like, but I actually, actually have good. absolutely no idea. Um, Everton next, and then Chelsea, Leicester Burnley. So, like, mixed. Hmm. It wouldn't be the transfers I'd be looking to make now. The thing with Bournemouth is, I don't think that Homer away affects them hmm. uh, at all, really. Yeah. From what I've... I... I wonder if it's just that they go through runs of good form and bad form. Yeah, I think <laughs> yeah. that's it. 
but also I think that makes them a fairly unreliable fantasy football pick. Yeah, I think they are. I think. I think yeah, they they could be good. Bournemouth. They could be good, but I don't want to believe it ever. <laughs> okay. So I'm just going to move on from it. To Burnley Watford. And I've, I've seen none of this because I haven't seen the highlights yet and um, you were watching it. So Burnley, I guess this whole Europa thing is going to be a problem for them. Do you think it's Europa or do you think they just weren't good on the day? You know what I think? I actually think Watford. Are good. Yeah. Because that was actually the third option that I forgot to include. <laughs> I think that I think that's it. Because Watford looked so, Watford looked a lot better last week against Brighton than mm. they did this week, mm. like a lot better. Mm. But still, it. Like, then you're a hard team to beat, and especially to score three goals. And let's not forget that Watford hadn't scored an away goal f- for like what seven since January. Months? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I just don't think Burnley were really expecting it, mm. which was a bit. Silly, um, on a management behalf yeah. because they should have looked at them from last week and been like, Whew, "Yeah, they are going to be tough." Decent. Did Chris Wood play? Yes, Chris Wood started and then came off for Barnes, and then our uh, maybe five ten minutes later, votes came on for Hendrick. Yeah, I don't think that's working hmm. for Burnley. Hmm. Um, I'm just waiting for Sean to figure that out. Hmm. But Burnley are really struggling to score. Burnley could be a team to avoid, which I, I hate to say it. Um, like the the fixtures do turn a little bit now as well. Yeah, the Tarkovsky goal came from a corner. As it would. But obviously they're stretched thin because of the Europa. Yeah, so that's the one thing I was going to say. Like defensively, that shouldn't have really been a problem because I looked at their lineup, and their defensive options against the. Uh, Bazakshir, they had I think it was Long, mm-hmm. um, Gibson, Bardsley, Gibson, and I Ward might have played, yeah, but I think he also possibly I think, didn't. I think he did, but maybe he came on later. Yeah, on. but me was wasn't but even in yeah, the squad. Yeah, exactly. So actually, a lot of their first teamers didn't play that game. Uh, Chris Wood was another who didn't play. I think I, think, he, I think Chris started. Wood did go on. Did he? I think I didn't. So. I didn't see, but but yeah, like. It's it's clearly causing a problem somewhere, mm-hmm. but even though maybe it shouldn't be, I don't know. I yeah, I'd be very wary of Burnley. I mean, I'm glad I didn't go with Chris Wood in the end because I was really hyped for him for the start of the season. Like, and now I'm just a bit guided. They're not doing well for goals. I just yeah, yeah I think Burnley are going to struggle until they give up on Europa. And they play again this week on Thursday. Yeah, so they're gonna they've got two more Europa fixtures. Watford, on the other hand are playing genuinely really well. Yeah. Whoops. Sauce. <laughs> um, I don't know where to go for Watford. Like, I have Cabasele. That's what I was going to ask Just you. as, like, a filler. Like, I don't really care for him. But he just fits slots in. They're mm. nice for 4.5. Don't care. Don't have to worry about him. The thing I worry about with Watford is just... It was Pereira last week. Yeah. This week it's Dini. Yeah, Pereira and Holobas. Who is it this... next week? Exactly. And, and Holobas as well. Yeah, you're right. So there were two players... I think, I'm not sure if Pereira rose, but I know Holobas did. And now it's Dini and Gray and mm. Hughes. Yeah. Who's it going to be yeah, next week? Yeah. And, and that's that's kind of what I worry about because, again, they're another team where they don't have, like, a clear... There was a, a time, like, three, four seasons ago where mm. Dini and Agalo were the two. Yeah. And they were the ones who were getting all the points. Whereas now, I think their team is quite balanced, but in a way where it's like, there's no obvious oh yeah. I need to get him and play him every game which I think is fine like that's kind of how I worked out with Decore last year because mm. I knew he wasn't going to get a goal or assist every game yeah but he was cheap he was cheaper and I yeah. didn't mind just having him sit around and if he did get a goal it was good if he didn't he didn't yeah so I he's th- gone up to 6.0 this year yeah so I wouldn't recommend him just because I don't think he does enough mm. uh, FPL returns wise to justify that price yeah but I think leaving it a few more weeks Hmm. feel free to keep an eye on them and if there are any cheap options that kind of start emerging Hmm. then just and you've got space in your team for someone then just recommend like Hughes at 5 million if he's starting regularly he could be yeah because he was really good for a time last season but he didn't I think he was injured he didn't really start a lot yeah and then he stopped starting they play Palace Spurs and Man United next 
So that's got to be a test of how good they're they're doing, right? Yeah. Um, okay, in the last game, because <gasps> Liverpool hasn't happened yet. The Murphy Derby! <laughs> I was like, what match is this? Oh, yes, of course. Um, the most exciting game of the weekend. So, the first thing, and I can't believe we've had to leave it till the end, but Neil Etheridge, what an absolute godsend. Yes. For anyone with him starting in their fantasy team, and also for whichever team it is he plays for, Cardiff. Yeah, incredible. Second penalty save in as many games. Uh, can he do 38? That's what I want to know. I genuinely reckon he can. Every week, a penalty save would be exceptional. Remember, last year, this time, we were talking about... I, I don't think we were specifically, but I remember there being a lot going around about West Brom. Could they win every game of the season 1-0? Because they've won their first two 1-0. And look how that ended. Oh no, don't say that. So I'm hoping Etheridge can stand the test of time. I, like... I, I, I am, you, you have to say, like, if anyone had him for the first two games, like... Incredible. Just ridiculous. Were there any positives that you could take from this game? Yes. Oh. Well, other than Neil Etheridge <laughs> being great. Yeah. Um, yeah, I was really... So I had Josh Murphy in... I got him in as just, like, a fifth midfielder punt. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, started this week. I thought he was really good. Hmm. Uh, I hope that that's kind of secured a starting spot for him, because I think it was worth it. Yeah, I did. I only saw the second half of this, but I did think he looked... Um, he was really like great. the one player that would pick up the ball and sort of yeah. run with it. Sort of like Zaha for Palace. Exactly. He did take one free kick that was pretty terrible and then he was off free kicks for the rest of the game. <laughs> I love that. Um, if only they did that to a player like Kennedy. Did you do you see his terrible free kick? I saw everything that he did and thought everything that he did was terrible. Yeah. I thought not only was he lucky not to get sent off. Hmm. Um, yeah, he should have been. Yeah, Kennedy was really disappointing. Yeah, and he was disappointing last week as well because he was the one who had the chance against Spurs and took the, the bad touch. Like, he hasn't had a good start to the season. No. Missed the penalty that they got in the 93rd minute. And to be fair, like, Etheridge got the save, but, but my God, it was, God, a terrible it was penalty an awful, anyway. yeah. awful penalty. Yeah. So I guess we're not really recommending anyone from either of these teams. No, like... I still fancy Cardiff to get well beaten by every good team they play. All right, should we get on to a preview and a clean sheet cup and all the other things we've got to do for the Please. podcast? I haven't even looked at next week's fixtures. So next week, the early kickoff, Wolves Man City. Oh, bloody hell. I'm glad we can get the pep rotation out of the way right early in the day. This is awesome. So, so no Man City captains next week. I can't captain Mendy next week. Yeah, I can. I don't think I could captain someone in the 12.30 kickoff. No, hell no. Well, you just shouldn't. It's the rule. The rule of it's... the... De- there are two rules in the Denalysis podcast. Mm-hmm. One, fancy responsibly. Two, don't captain in the 12.30 kickoff. Uh, okay, so Wolves, Man City. Yep. Who's going to win? Obviously Man City. Why are we even having this conversation? <laughs> don't know. Um, just don't captain anyone. Yeah, I'd, I mean, I'd, what can you say? I, this is going to be a good match purely because Wolves will try and attack. And it'll probably... They might even score. Who knows? They could score a few. Uh, the three o'clocks, though, this is this is a bit more evenly matched. I like this. We've got Arsenal versus West Ham. I mean, I've currently got the, the C on Aubameyang. I'm taking it off Salah. We'll see what happens tomorrow night because I might put it right back on Salah. <laughs> yep. Um, but I do have Matt Ryan in goal at the moment, so we'll come to that. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bournemouth play Everton. Huddersfield play Cardiff. And Southampton play Leicester. Interesting. 100% unaccumulatable. You reckon? Yeah. I, I kind of fancy an Arsenal, Everton, Huddersfield, Leicester vibe here. And because Everton and Leicester are away teams, the odds will be better. No, I reckon it's an Arsenal, Bournemouth, Everton draw. Hmm. Really hype on draws this year. Hmm. Um, I reckon Cardiff nick it from Huddersfield. Well, you're waiting for them to... What was it again, the phrase? Come... Come into their own? Come into their own. <laughs> I don't know. Cardiff are going to come into their own, boys. Yeah, I reckon... Look, if Hamer's in again... Yeah, to be fair, we need Lursel back. Um, and... I reckon they're Sutton, Leicester draw. Okay. Score draw or nil-nil? Yeah, I reckon a 1-1, 2-2. Yeah. Any, any like, players that you think will... will 
kill it in these fixtures. Yeah, so your boy Madison. Yeah. Ings again, I think, as well, yeah. those two. Um, I'm still hype for Josh Murphy. I don't want to start him because I'm just worried that he won't he won't start. Yeah, I really want to see Cardiff him. score some goals at some point. I'm, I it's, think it's key. This, I think this could be it. Yeah. I guess watch out for for your Richarlison, you know, yeah, exactly. Walcott types, but Bournemouth could do anything. Mm, Bournemouth could be their good selves. Last week, I would have definitely been like, oh yeah, Everton are playing Bournemouth. Yeah, getting all the Everton players. Now I don't know. I don't know what to think. Mm. But uh, Bournemouth will probably score also because Everton away from yeah. home isn't the greatest. Pickford, I'm not convinced about No, a- actually, we didn't talk about him, but Pickford's no. very... He, he's kind of an all-action goalkeeper. Like, I like that he's very involved and he likes to come out a lot, but he's so unorthodox and sometimes he just makes weird decisions. If if West Ham defend like they have been, like this is a massive opportunity for Arsenal if they go in with the right attitude. Mm. At the Emirates as well, yeah. where, where we had a great record last season, this is the time I'd be looking at the likes of Aubameyang, Ozil, Mkhitaryan... Um, I wouldn't be confident of a clean sheet because I think Arsenal's defence still looks shaky and Arnautovic loves playing against yeah, shaky defences. I'd agree. Um, but yeah, I think this could end up being sort of like a 3-1, three, 4-1, three one, mm-hmm. one, maybe even like 3-2 or something. Uh, Liverpool play Brighton for the 5.30 kickoff. Liverpool at home. And yeah, Matt Ryan in goal for me against Salah, Robertson and Cater. I think that's all right. I think he'll come away with... I think you'll get Between saves. Between one and three points. Yep. Um, <laughs> I'll take it because I've got Fabianski against Arsenal as yeah. the other one, so... Um, and herein lies why I want Edison. <laughs> I'm not convinced that Brighton will do particularly well in this fixture. Hmm. Away from home, they're just not, like nothing on their home form. It will be interesting to see if they try and press Liverpool like they did against Man United. Because mm. I feel like they... For, they smelt blood with Man United. Yeah. They're like they're not very confident. Like and they, they just can went go for at it. them. Liverpool but are so fast that if you I try don't... and press them, you have to get right because they will just pass around you so comfortably. I am gonna have a real dilemma though between Aubameyang and Salah, especially if Salah does well tomorrow, because those are two good fixtures for both of those players. Thank God it'll all be over on Saturday yeah. because I hate waiting. I think I'm Salah captain here. Yeah. It's kind of the only thing that... It seems obvious. And if he does well this week, I might just stick and not like mess around. Because yeah. I think I think we're going to see a lot of people going Aubameyang to Aguero anyway. So just me holding on to him is probably going to be enough. Yeah. Right, so Super Sunday. Watford Palace, one thirty kickoff. This is going to be the, the interesting one, isn't I it? Think Where we're going to see we're really, going to see if Watford are good. Really interesting. Are you really good, Watford? Because I think Watford are going to go for it. And I think Palace will as well. Hmm. I think this will be a really good fixture. Hmm. Yeah, I, I'm very intrigued. I mean, my conventional thinking would lead me to predict a Palace win. But I I'm probably wrong. I couldn't say a Palace win after watching what for these last two weekends. Yeah, that's going to be a, an interesting one, actually. I, I've never been so excited for a Watford-Palace <laughs> match. That's well, fair to say. This Sunday, it isn't super in the traditional sense, but just that match alone yeah. has got me so hyped. Uh, and then Fulham Burnley and Newcastle Chelsea at the same time, four o'clock. Mitrovic gets goals in this game, undoubtedly. Like I just don't I don't trust Burnley after today's shocker. Yeah, I'm so gutted. I don't want to say it but I do I mean this is a good opportunity for Fulham because mm. they need to get a win. Uh, Newcastle Chelsea uh, I don't know. I don't know. I guess Chelsea will have to win it. Chelsea should win it by all... I would never want to write Newcastle off when Benitez is managing them because I think they are good enough to beat most teams. They're just... They don't have a lot of creativity going forward and that is what makes me think it's going to be like a low-scoring win for Chelsea. But I don't know. This this could go either way and I would love to see Newcastle get a win here. No, I think it's a Chelsea win but hmm. I think it's maybe a 2-1. Yeah, I've got to be got to be cynical here and say Chelsea, yeah. Then Monday night? Monday night, Man United Spurs. What are Man United going to do? Like, they beat Spurs last year when they looked terrible for a period of time so I don't know maybe they can pull something out of the bag. I'm not overly thrilled by either team. Yeah. So, I don't know. 
I, I feel like we could be heading towards a very, very boring draw. Um, so that brings us nicely onto the clean sheet cup, I yes. think. Yes. Um, so neither of us got a point. So you go first. What did we say, though? You said Man City against Huddersfield. Of course I did. I embarrassingly said Burnley against Watford. Well, now we know. Which, now we know about Watford. Yeah. I do want to go for the nil-nil for the double point up, but mm-hmm. I'm just not brave enough yet. Okay. I can't bet against Brighton. I'm going to go for Man City again against Wolves away from home clean sheet because I think they're unlucky to concede this week um, I'm going to say Fulham Fulham clean sheet oh, damn it even with, damn it Burnley even with Fabry's nonsense oh you know what two things I forgot to mention yeah one yeah. join our mother effing mother trucking league yeah because we have a league and I keep meaning to mention it at the start of the podcast we've got some new lads in though and I don't, we have week, which is nice you can find it on Twitter I'll put a thing in the description anyway um, so shout out to Andy Klukas yeah he's uh, he's smashing it in one. the league currently number one um there was something else yeah you did say two things shall I wrap this up whilst you do that yeah you do that thanks everybody for listening we've had to re-record this podcast because we had some chaos so Should sorry if it's, it's been recording. a bit weird um Thanks so much for listening. If you would like to contact us at any point during the week, you can um, on Twitter at The Denalysis and via email at hello at thedenalysis.com. If you enjoyed this podcast, please um, rate, review and subscribe on whichever podcast app you're using. It would be really nice and we'd really, really appreciate it. Um, Of course, share it with anyone if you think, hey, these guys know loads about football, even though they scored really terribly this week. Um, (laughs) We're in the same boat as you. That's what we're saying. You're not alone. You're not alone because you scored terribly this week. So did we. And it's a marathon, not a sprint. So uh, we'll see you next week, I guess. Don't know when we're recording. Dan's decided he's going away. That's annoying, isn't it? Yes, it is. (laughs) But we'll see you then. Thanks for listening. And remember to fantasy responsibly. Fantasy responsibly indeed. Thank you. Bye. Bye.